Join us on this podcast for three conversations with faculty and administrators, which we hope will provide you with a unique window into the level of thought and intentionality that drives our approach to education. Hi, I'm Dimitri Hodgkinson, eHealth and Wellness Instructional Leader for grades 6 through 12. Hi, my name is Monica Tulescu, and I'm the instructional leader for the Arts and Design Department, and I teach architecture classes. My name is Steve Bloom. I'm the Dean of Faculty, and I teach economics courses here at Milken, and I support the instructional leaders here and help them do their job. Hi, my name is Ellen Dooley, and I'm the instructional leader for the Social Science Department, and I also teach ninth and 10th grade history courses. Hi, I'm Sarah Smith. I'm the Jewish Studies Instructional Leader, and I teach 7th grade and 10th grade courses this year. So how have we changed the way that our subjects are taught at Milken? Well, there's been a, a definitely a move toward um, standards-based grading and really clarifying exactly what learning targets we want students to hit and how we go about that and how we assess and ultimately now reassess. Um, so these have been areas that I think we've really added um, some layers to try to provide more opportunities for students to master material. I think we are much more focused um, in the classroom on, on specific learning targets and how we ask our students to reach those targets in, in through different modalities. I think also narrowing down what the standards are and what the strands are has enabled us to really think more broadly about a curricular arc, 6 through 12, and be um, more intentional and organized and structured about what it is that we're teaching, what the benchmarks are for each of our levels, and how we're achieving them. And I think it's made it a lot easier for us to collaborate as educators, since we all have the same standards within the social science department that we're working towards. So a ninth grade teacher can use the exact same language a student will hear in the 10th grade. And over the course, as Sarah was saying, of their education at Milken, they're really working towards a goal and that goal is clear. Do you think uh, has health and wellness uh, and physical education changed much recently? For sure. I mean, we, um, we've been really big on adding in like character and leadership training into what we do. Um, we feel like, you know, being healthy is obviously we want people to be fit and active and value making healthy choices. Ultimately, all of our students are going to become leaders, whether they're leaders of their families or their businesses or, you know, their communities. So we feel like character and leadership is a strong component of what we do. And given that we're a really core values driven school, uh, it's been important for us to align with that mission. What about in architecture? Um, I think in, in arts and architecture, we, we started last year by creating a mission statement together as a department. So as a department, we had very clear common goals about, you know, what is the use of art and design in, in the world? And how do we really, you know, assuming that most of our students are not going to become art and designers, but they are actually learning a language and how to see the world, how to think. And that became our, our sort of our motivation in, in what we're teaching and really trying to find ways to collaborate with other departments and bring the arts and design thinking into other disciplines. So we've all been doing that to some extent. We're really preparing them to surpass us and for them to not stay within the milk and bubble, but really to engage with their larger community. And so I think the social science department, we're really giving them the tools with which to have those difficult conversations once they leave here. And in Jewish studies, we're preparing them not just to be consumers, um, but to be producers of whatever that means Jewishly for them in the world. So we're, they're not just learning texts and reading them and analyzing them, but ultimately, ultimately, we want them to take what they're learning and bring that to their communities to incorporate their Jewishness, the academic pieces of their Jewishness um, and their studies into their lives, creating divrei Torah, uh, sermons, senior sermons, things like that, um, projects that will help their Jewish communities 
um, and enable them to take what they're learning here in terms of Jewish studies and out with them into the world, whether it's their college campus or later in life. So that idea of belonging to something greater than yourself. Absolutely. I think one of our goals is to really create a joyful environment. So when they come into our classes, you know, they're not taking tests. They're not studying in the same way that they are in other classes. It's a place where they could come and they could really express their creativity and to find a way, I think, like sports, you know, where it gives them relaxation. It gives them something outside of the academic world to really be able to, to kind of enjoy themselves in something that they could do on their own. One could say that being an educator means being knowledgeable about your instructional discipline and pedagogy. Do you agree with that idea? And how do you see that in yourself and your team? So absolutely, our Jewish studies teachers have to be experts in the content that they're teaching and also experts at how to teach that content. One of the pedagogies that we're working on in our department is chavruta learning, um, often translating as, as pair work, um, and thinking about how to work in a pair, which doesn't just mean, you know, looking at your friend's answers and, and writing it down, but really thinking together, building off of each other, challenging each other, supporting each other, um, and using that as a signature pedagogy of our department um, as a way of learning and studying texts. So, so it's not the text necessarily, uh, but it's the way they collaborate to in, in, interpret it. And it's a behavior that we're teaching. Um, one of the pedagogies that we use in our department and our teachers are, are expert educators as well. Right? They're, and they're using discussion and, and jigsaw and, and group work and all sorts of other modalities in the classroom. And they're always learning from each other and sharing ideas of how the, what the best way to, um, to teach certain content is. What are the pedagogies that fit best? But I think like one thing that we do that's really special at Milken that goes um, even beyond the obvious of needing to have enthusiasm for your subject matter, content knowledge, all that, is the connection we build with kids. So, you know, like one thing that happens constantly is education outside of the classroom. So we, I hear, if I hear about a student who's, you know, not necessarily meeting expectations in another class, I'm having a conversation with, with that student during lunch duty or I'm pulling them aside, or if I know that the student really was successful in something they did in class or for a sports team or in the play, there's a lot of these sort of organic things where teachers know kids well enough to be able to have those types of conversations that are meaningful either to move our kids forward as far as taking more positive action or just acknowledging and saying, hey, you know, I'm really proud of the work you're doing. And it was really cool to see you perform in the play last night. And you know, there's a there's a sense of community that we build here. And I think when we talk about our core values, Kahila is one that I love. Like if you've ever been to a middle school tefillah, like we do our Mitch of the Week dance and have a good time. But I think that's like that's how you're able to get kids who may or may not be super passionate about a specific discipline or pedagogy to be able to access it and really appreciate the relationships that they have with their teachers and their students and their classmates. And that's what allows them to learn in ways that they might not be able to learn or access the material, even if we're content knowledge experts. The relationships that we build outside of the classroom make the learning in the classroom stronger, I think. Any thoughts in terms of the art department? Yeah, I mean, uh, all our teachers are artists, which I think is really critical. And I, they all practice either artists or they're architects. So their own passion, their own sort of constant learning and what they do, they bring into the classroom. One of my teachers is currently learning more about ceramics, so she could teach that in the future. One of my teachers is an architect and he's building things and he builds those, he brings those ideas into the classroom and discusses them with the students and has them do that. And I think that really, you know, shows the passion and the connection between, you know, what we do as a discipline that we actually 
actually perform what we are asking the students to do. So we practice what we teach, which I think is really huge for our department. Well, and that's visible too. Like Mimi in your department, she's painting a mural at the middle school Mm -hmm. and kids will come up and help her paint during lunch. And I think that that gets kids lit up, that gets kids excited, that gets kids to want to practice art and be more involved in art. So that's, that's And also our teachers are really lifelong learners. So one thing that I've always been impressed by is how much professional development our teachers are doing outside class hours, either during the summer or on their own time. And they're really committed to learning the most cutting edge te- pedagogy that's out there and their passion for that subject. They really want to bring it alive within the classroom and they're really working towards getting the tools they need to do so. It's amazing. I'm hearing that, you know, there's this passion for what they're teaching, the discipline that they're teaching, which is essential. But then there's also, as Dimitri mentioned, the relational component and how community is so important. And when you combine those those two things, I think we can have a powerful uh, learning experience. And the PD that Ellen's talking about is institutional, right? Like we have a dedicated, you know, like what Kimberly does on the PD side to provide us with opportunities to provide, you know, robust budgets for our departments to be able to access whatever, um, you know, PD and education we need to support what we're doing. It is huge. And I think it's something that doesn't exist everywhere. Like, I think we actually are, are pretty special in that we have those opportunities and that it is so well supported here. Right. At Milken. Yeah, but it's the culture of 100%. lifelong learning, the culture of professional development. Yeah. In an age with students who are able to teach themselves how to do work on the internet, why are testing and grading important elements of our educational method? I think that testing and grading are really, really important, but I really think Milken educators have gotten creative about how we're testing and assessing our students. I remember when I was in high school, we had a lot of Scantron tests. That was, what was the date of whatever specific turning point? And we aren't doing that here. We are doing historical simulations. We're having debates. We are creating documentary films and social science classes. We're trying to assess the students' knowledge and their mastery of skills through a range of different modalities and avenues. And that's also giving students with different strengths the opportunity to really shine. I also think when you when you think about what it is that they're learning on the internet and that they're teaching themselves to do, I think what we're saying is how do we deal with all that information, right? There's a lot out there. How do we How do we navigate it? How do we decide what's important and what isn't? How do we decide, uh, how do we make evaluations about what we see on the internet and that kind of thing? How do we make arguments in favor of of certain things and against other things? Uh, Those are real, you know, social science skills that, that we focus on. So you can teach yourself, I think, a lot of things on the internet, but at the same time, I think the, you know, how, how we're addressing the issues in our world and, and how we're, you know, the focus on making um, evaluations and arguments, I think, is really important. I think when we talk about okay, there's information out there. So what do we do with the information? Right. The I just gave an assessment in one of my classes that was open book because the students should have access to the Torah, um, to the Tanakh. Um, I want I want to know, can they make inferences from the story? Can they compare stories? Can they analyze um, what can they do with the text? So going beyond the basic level of Bloom's taxonomy of basic recall comprehension and then do something with it. And I think that that's something a lot of the departments have in common 
English department, social sciences, right? We want them to think. Um, and that's what we're assessing on. And that's what the standards-based grading also Absolutely. helps us do. Um, we want them to think about the material that they're learning, regardless of what, uh, what discipline, what department it's in. You have to be able to critically think about what it is you're learning. You know, like I used to teach math and we would joke about like, you know, yeah, okay, you can punch in numbers in a calculator, but you still have to have the number sense and the understanding of the relationships between the data to be able to interpret what it is you're plugging in. And in a world where everyone does have that information, what's the advantage? People who can think and understand and utilize that information and people who can connect with other people well. And that's underrated. And I think one of the things we do well is get kids to think in a way that changes their perspective on how they're going to approach their lives. I witnessed something really interesting yesterday. There was a student in the Garen looking for further instruction. So though he knew how to create, like drill these holes in a specific way to, to weave something through, he wanted to go further and look up different methods on YouTube. So after he was instructed how to do it, he actually took that on himself. So I think it's really interesting that, you know, it also inspires them then to go and do further research and to try different techniques, right? There's only so much we could teach in a class period. Right. Um, and then the students that are self-motivated will then go on and do that. So I think, you know, there's definitely a use for that. We also, in, in our design classes, we, we teach digital fabrication. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there also to, to look online and see what's being built, how it's being built, right? To sort of take the project to the next level, to come back to the teacher and be able to, to be empowered to ask, hey, I saw this, how could I take my project and to make it do this? So I think it's definitely helpful that they, they have those resources and I, I don't see it in any way as a replacement for what's being offered in the classroom. I, and I think it's amazing, you know, the teachers in your department, how they don't tell the students what to do, but they, they, ins they inspire them, they, they guide them. So the students create in, in the way that they want to create, but within certain uh, parameters. When I think of the portrait of the graduate, I think of Waze or Google Maps. I think of a navigation system. Portrait of the graduate is where you want to go. What's the outcome? What does a graduate look like on that day in June? After you invested six years, seven years in them, what do they look like? That to me is a portrait of the graduate. Milken's Portrait of the Graduate has three distinct parts to it. The first one has to do with capacity, so it's thinking well. The second one has to do with identity, and that's belonging to something greater than yourself. And the last one has to do with purpose, and that's taking positive action. So a teacher who is crafting a lesson, a unit, who is uh, teaming with other educators in the same discipline or across disciplines to chart out and plan an experience for students is thinking along those lines. Is thinking, how do I develop thinking? How do I develop learning? How do I develop literacies, competencies, masteries in my students? How do I give them a sense that they belong that there are part of multiple concentric circles, that there are like-minded individuals, that they should be proud of their Jewish heritage. And she's also thinking about, so what? The value of purpose is in its use, it's in its application. So let's say I've instilled these incredible thinking skills in my students and I've given them the sense of identity and belonging. What's the use unless they know how to go out there and do something with that knowledge? We 
we've always had a version of a portrait. We called it different things, but we've always had a version of it. But this particular portrait of the graduate that is now Milkins is the one that we know came to being approximately a decade ago. Actually, it happened in this room, in this conference room right here. The next phase of that was the portrait of the graduate in a Talmudic page. The Talmud basically has some content in the middle, and then it's got a whole lot of definition and interpretation all around the periphery of the page. And basically the idea is that for every piece of content, there are multiple definitions and multiple perspectives and um, interpretations, and that you really don't want to limit yourself to one particular understanding, but you want to broaden um, your understanding to include much more than that. So that was the next iteration. And then the final iteration, the one that we have now, is the one that really just focuses in on three main points. Thinking well, belonging to something greater than ourselves, and taking positive action. And when we talk about thinking well, we talk about all kinds of thinking. Thinking critically, thinking creatively, divergently, ethically, compassionately. Um, it's not just mastering content, it's not just mastering skills and becoming discipline experts. That is really important, but it's the broad sense of thinking. All the different skills that are encompassed in thinking. When we talk about belonging to something greater than ourselves, we talk about understanding our role as a Jewish people. Um, pride in our peoplehood, pride in our traditions, pride in our heritage, understanding our history, bringing Jewish, Jewish texts to decision-making, bringing Jewish experiences to the outside world, engaging with the modern world and the world around us with the understanding and the foundations that are laid by you know, the Jewish traditions and the Jewish texts. Um, and taking positive action, basically saying to students, you don't have to wait until you get into college. You don't have to wait until you land that job. You don't have to wait until you become an entrepreneur. You don't have to wait until you become a somebody to be a shaker and a maker and a mover and a transformer. You can do it right now and you should do it right now. Graduates, Milken graduates embody all three. Um, they're not separate, they're interconnected. Thinking well, belonging to something greater and taking positive action all happen together. They happen simultaneously. They need to, they complement one another. You have to have the identity. You have to know who you are and what's important to you and where you belong in the world. And you have to have the purpose in order to be able to actually deploy your resources, to be able to actually activate your talents and your skills in order to do something good. lighting the spark and then providing the framework for yeah. students to be able to grow beyond the classroom. Yeah. yeah. What is the most important part of your routine here on campus and why? For me, it's really Lishma, um, which translates to learning for its own sake. And a lot of times Lishma is used as office hours, an opportunity for a student to come work one-on-one -on -one with a teacher. And for me, it's 
this time of day where I can really connect with my students. Sometimes they're coming with a very specific question about an assessment or a project, and other times they're just coming to work on their homework or to discuss the day's lesson or to ask me a question about something that they heard in the news. And it's really a time where I get to know my students, and it's also a time for me to give that help to students who really need it. So it's something really special about a Milken education, and it's a part of my day that I really cherish. I really enjoy checking in with my faculty every day. I, I make a, an effort to go to every single class, even if it's just for a few minutes, and just you know check in, make sure they're okay, talk to them about what you know what's good for the day and what you know what students are up to. I look at the work, and it's it's really a kind of a friendly sort of collaboration, and we we just talk about ideas in our students, and there's this, just this level of understanding in our department team that's really wonderful, and I think they really appreciate that, and, you know, we talk about personal things, we talk about students, we talk about work, so we feel like a real community in my department, and that, that really sort of, you know, makes me feel connected to my department and my department itself to the school. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, the, this, the day, the school day is all about people. So when I get on campus in the morning, I'm in the front office. It's high fives for Denise and Cynthia and Nicole and whoever else happens to be in there. When I'm walking down the halls, I'm, you know, identifying kids and talking to them and asking them about things and just, you know, saying hello. And I just think like, you know, especially as a leader of like physical education, health and wellness, you're like spirit and energy is a big deal. It's part of what we teach as far as character and leadership and teamwork. It's also about like who we are and, and what we want, like who we want to be. And so when I come to campus and I'm giving out high fives and I'm saying hi to kids and there's energy there, they feed me as much as I'm feeding them. And then it creates an environment that's more fun. If we're at Tefila and I'm out there singing and dancing and other teachers are out singing and dancing and all of a sudden the kids see, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Right. Like you said, I mean, no doubt connecting with your team and making sure they're all set up and that we're on track with whatever requirements Steve has sent out for us that our departments need to be meeting and um, I joke about that, but like, you know, we, we have that professionalism of sort of like, you know, we're always moving forward and we're always progressing toward our goals as a, as a department, but we do it in a fun way. We have a good time. It reminds me of when I was a, a basketball player. One of my favorite things was you get to like the gym or, you, you know, you're going to an away game and you're going to the bus or whatever it is. And you just see your team and you just get this silly grin like these are my people and I'm happy to be here and I'm looking forward to doing the work with them. That's like from the morning until middle school basketball or volleyball practices are done at six o'clock, that's people. It's all about people. There's a little bit of admin work getting done, but it's mostly about people. Then at night when I can sit down and actually like do my work, uh, when I say do my work, I mean like, you know, admin work and other things. That's, that's when that gets done. Um, but I think at a school, it, it's really about, especially at a school like ours, it's really about building community, connecting with people uh, and providing a meaningful experience for everyone. Um, and so for me, that's that's how I center my day. And that's what brings me joy to, to my job and what I do. How much do you love advisory? Um, I, I really do love advisory. I've been at Milken since the middle school, since the, the middle school on this campus opened. That was my first year here. And I've been an advisor every year. I love being an advisor. Um, it's there's something about middle school advisory in particular that's close to my heart. Obviously, I'm a middle school educator primarily. So so that that is interesting to me. But you know, seeing kids now in sixth grade, but even from seventh and then eighth grade and transitioning them to high school. And then ultimately, even now, kids at the high school, hey, coach. And, you know, I'm talking to kids that are about to be seniors. And I remember, you know, when they were in middle school and some of the middle school things that they were doing and we can laugh about it. But I really see it as an opportunity to shape human beings. Um, as you probably know, from the way that I approach things, that's that to me is 
equally, if not more important than the curriculum that we teach. And so in advisory, we're constantly looking for ways to do that. So, you know, I'm hearing from another teacher that my student did really well. They got a Kohaka vote note and they're crushed it on their math test. So I'm going to take that as an opportunity to let that kid know, hey, I'm really proud of you. Or, you know, every once in a while we get, you know, they, maybe they weren't behaving, you know, appropriately in class. All right, I'm, that's going to give me a window to have a conversation with that student and try to get them to think differently about their approach. Maybe they're not you know, as connected as we would like them to be with a particular teacher and I'm giving them perspective and now all of a sudden they're going to Leishma and they're getting to know that teacher better and that relationship is growing. And so as an advisor, there's a lot of tools for that. Obviously sending eighth graders to high school, getting them to think about like, what do you want your high school experience to be like? You know, we talk about the maturity of going from being like, you know, a young person to being like, you know, treated like a young adult, you know, and what that, how that varies and how that differs and what the expectations are. So for me, advisory is, is so much fun. And, and going back to connection, like the first thing we do in advisory every day is like, hey, you know, since last time we met or over the weekend, what was, you know, what were some of the highlights? What's some cool stuff going on? What do you have that you're looking forward to? Um, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of like, all right, what's our plan for our academics this week? Where do we need to follow up with teachers? Um, you know, what's our lesson? Like we just did gratitude. Um, and it was pretty cool, actually, because the kids are writing notes. But they have an opportunity to write to like staff members. And so some of the kids wrote like the sweetest note to their bus driver. And that's the environment we want to create. And advisory is advisory is a place where we develop um, that sort, sort of like deep empathy and care um, for others. Yeah, I do think that relationship that we look at the whole child and part of that is uh, developing relationships with their, you know, with the with the student's parents and that this that the parents feel like they're part of their child's learning. And so I really think that the ongoing communication, whether it's in a formal way, as a, like in a parent-teacher conference, or if it's less formal, you know, we happen to be, uh, we happen to, you know, the parent calls because of a concern perhaps, or, or wants to thank a teacher for their influence on a particular student, or a teacher who has some um, feedback that they want to give the student and also communicate some of that feedback to the parent. I think that's really important because a, a parent has got to be part of this child's learning. Otherwise, I think we're missing something really important. And I know as a parent myself, I want to hear about what's going on with my child. I want to I want to feel part of the process. I want to uh, know when my, you know, where my child's successes are, where they need, where their areas of growth are. I want, I want to know those things. And I think at Milken, our, our teachers are very understanding of that need and uh, are responsive to it. And I feel like the official note system really allows for that fluid communication between teacher, student, and the family. Um, I know that for me, one of my greatest joys is sending a Kolokovo note home, um, having a student that's maybe really struggled in the classroom, and then they just totally ace this test. And oftentimes I get that email back from the parent saying, thank you so much for sending this. My student worked so hard on this. Um, and that's, I think, something really unique to Milken, the communication system that we have set up. Yeah, there's nothing better than a child uh, a student who's struggling a little bit and finds some success and then us making the parent a part of that, yes. I think is really great. I think that's our relationship with parents is one of the reasons why um, 
it was so important to have back to school night or day this year be in person. We haven't been able to do that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's different on Zoom meeting parents. Um, and, and I think parents want to be able to put a, a face and to the name that their students are talking about. And we want to be able to get to know parents and to start that relationship in person if we know that the majority of that relationship will be through email or by phone. But just to be able to, you know, see the whole, as you were saying, see, see the whole student, see where they're coming from, get to know the influences um, in their lives is very important. 